Martha Stewart here. As a devoted pet parent and culinary expert, I ensure my cats and dogs are fed the finest nutrition. My premium pet food features air-dried protein inclusion, whole fruits and vegetables, and never any fillers. Martha Stewart pet food formulas make it so easy to satisfy the dietary needs and taste preferences of your pets. Now all six delicious formulas are 50% off. And there's convenient home delivery on Chewy.com. No more lugging heavy bags and your pets will thrive on the optimal nutrition and great taste. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What are you going to do in a room? What's this room for? And you designed for that. And I need a designer. (laughs) Interior designer Bunny Williams has been called a trailblazer and a tastemaker. Known for her classic but never predictable style, she has developed a devoted following. Over the years, Bunny has received numerous accolades. Among them, she's on El Decor's A-list the AD 100 list, and she's been inducted into the Interior Design Hall of Fame. In 2001, Bunny created Trade Secrets, the annual fundraiser that supports Project SAGE, a nonprofit domestic violence agency serving Northwest Connecticut and the surrounding communities in New York and Massachusetts. And I wouldn't miss Trade Secrets for anything, except this year... My granddaughter's no. dance recital at Alvin Ailey. No. Oh. Well, I'm, I actually am sort of glad because you always get there ahead of me. <laughs> I'm going to come to the garden tour the day before. Okay. okay. Today, Bunny oversees a thriving design firm and beautiful retail collections for home and garden. Joining me at Newsstand Studios right here in New York City's Rockefeller Center is Bunny Williams. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much, It is Martha. so nice of you to make time out of your very busy schedule. Did you come in from Connecticut? No, I've been in today. I came oh, in, good. I come in Sunday nights late. Oh, good. I hate to leave it with all the daffodils and bloom and the magnolias. And- you know, Ben, Bunny lives in an idyllic home up in Northwest Connecticut. And uh, and I, I feel the same way. I hate to, I hate to leave terrible. the farm, right? Exactly. We are both farmers. <laughs> Well, uh, I want to talk about several things because you have been, as I said, a trailblazer designer. You've also um, uh, created a very nice retail business with your designs of furniture and home furnishings. And, of course, Trade Secrets, which is such a huge uh, and very kind uh, philanthropic effort on your part. What was your path to becoming an interior designer? People love to know. You know, I was I grew up in Virginia, in Charlottesville, Virginia. And... 
I think in Charlottesville, in University Charlottesville. Of, of Virginia, yes, where everybody in my family went, yes. <laughs> and uh, we lived on a we lived out in the country on a country road, and everybody there were cousins and friends, and everybody it was all about their houses. I always say that in those days you couldn't buy liquor by the drink, so there were no restaurants. I mean, people didn't go out; they, they entertained. They yeah. weren't home, and everybody loved their homes. I mean, I just have these wonderful memories of being in homes. And my mother was sort of, I think, a frustrated designer. She was always moving things around and going to the curtain lady and thinking about her own home. And um, I was a teenager and I was very lucky to be taken to the Greenbrier Hotel that Dorothy Draper had decorated. Oh, before, before? For, yes, it was really just been finished oh. when she did it. It was made magic. And I learned what an interior designer was. And I kind of thought, that's what I'd like to be. So it was sort of planted in my head when I was a teenager. Right, and you had Monticello uh, to look at. Everything. Uh, the University of Virginia. And all Rotunda. those beautiful all those beautiful houses and architecture. Oh, I mean, yes. We went to look at it, Garden Week. I mean, it was what we did. So then you came to New York. I came to New York. Where'd you go to college? I went to a junior college in Boston. I wanted to go to Parsons, but my parents didn't understand that I would be in New York City in a school that had no dormitory or campus. <laughs> so I went, I found a junior college in Boston that had an interior design program. Oh, and I went there and then I came to New York, which is, I was dying to get to New York. And um, we, I got an apartment with a friend and um, I was 20 and I went to work for, as a receptionist in an antique shop, which is called Staring Company, which oh, we all- the best all, of the best. The best of the best. So- Oh, you know, in my house in Maine, if I look on, there are labels on some of the furniture, yeah. Stare and yes, Company. Yes. So those are good, right? Oh, it was great. <laughs> Very good. And it was a great education. And then after a couple of years, I went and knocked on the door of the one design firm I wanted to work for, Parrish Hadley. Sister Parrish and Albert Hadley. And I say to young people, you know, if there's something you want to do, go find the person you admire the most in that field and see if you can get a job. I, th I think that's the best advice. And you, and if you have to sweep the floor, it's fine. Right. Because, I mean, Kevin Sharkey came to me, yes. you know, and he was packing and unpacking boxes. Right. And he came from Albert and, and Sister Parrish too. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, and he, and now he's head of the design. Yes. Yes. So, uh, you know, and it's, and, what was it like working for Sister Parish? Did you work on any houses on Mount Desert Island? Um, well, I did, uh, but she's she's a character. They were so different, but wonderful in their own way. And she was actually so when she was in her best mood was when she was in Maine. And when she, she had a house in Dark Harbor, she'd grown up there practically. Oh. And I always thought if we get her to Maine, she's always in a good mood. <laughs> and she did Mrs. Astor's house. Yes, I yes. remember sitting in that house many times for dinner parties yeah. with David Rockefeller and having uh, uh, looking around at everything that Sister Parrish had done, right. uh, extraordinary. She had a cutting garden, Mrs. Astor. Oh, that was the, the most, most beautiful. I've garden. never seen anything like it in my life. That was a beautiful garden. Yeah. It was indeed. It's right on the shore of Mount Desert Island, looking right at on the uh, Somme Sound. Yes. Yeah, it's so beautiful. But how did they influence your style? Did they, or or you, they must? Have. Well, I think that. What was great about Mrs. Parrish and Albert is that their sensibilities were very different. She was very, you know, cozy, chintz, the kind of house that you're many talking photo, about. Many pictures Lots on the wall. Lots of pictures on the wall. Dogs. And dog pictures, you know, very, uh, very sort of old-fashioned English 
inspired interiors. Albert was really a modernist, even though he could do that beautifully. Yeah. Albert was cleaner, cleaner lines. So I think that um, my sensibility is sort of an amalgamation of both of them. Um, I hear them in my brain, actually. I was, you do? Oh, sure. Well, I mean, I was there for 20 years. Oh, you were? That's right. I forgot. <laughs> and uh, so you hear them in your brain. And sometimes we, I fight with myself because I'm fighting with them. With how many, sense. how many years did it take for them to give you your own project? Within Probably the about um, 10 years. Oh, really? Uh, I would say I, I literally started there when I was 22. I was the shopper. I was the assistant to them on these projects. And what happened And the is, installer too? Did you start to install? Oh, you, you, oh. you have to go to an yeah. install. You have to make all the beds and put the lampshades <laughs> on for sure. Right. And uh, anyway, I, what was happening is that people started t- to recommend me. So I was able to build a client base of right, right to break off yeah, too yeah. uh from the, from that uh fabulous job yeah. to, into bunny williams inc and was that in new york city too that's in new york okay. here on 61st street i was actually my first office was on 77th street across from mrs Parrish's apartment she used to drop in all the time she we did. remained very good friends How both nice. of them forever, nice. forever well albert was a dear too he lived in Southport, Connecticut. Yes. And uh, and he was very friendly and so very nice and so respected in the design community. Oh, totally. So you had the best of the best at that time. I did. Yeah. If you had to get a job now, which designer, other than yourself, which designer would appeal to you the most? Which design well, firm? Well, there's so many. Actually, there are a lot of good people. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the graduates of, I call it the Parish Hadley School, all have great design firms. Yeah. You know, David Kleinberg, Brian McCarthy. Um, you know, oh, they were all there too. Yeah, wow. we did. We did a wonderful book called The Tree of Life, and you can't believe all the people who have design firms, top design firms, mm. who came out of Parish Hadley. Wow. That's it. That sounds like a good book. A Tree of Life. Remember that, everybody, and look at it if if you are inclined to go into this business, which is, I think, is one of the best businesses. It's so much fun. Martha Stewart here. As a devoted pet parent and culinary expert, I ensure my cats and dogs are fed the finest nutrition. My premium pet food features air-dried protein inclusion, whole fruits and vegetables, and never any fillers. Martha Stewart pet food formulas make it so easy to satisfy the dietary needs and taste preferences of your pets. Now all six delicious formulas are 50% off. And there's convenient home delivery on Chewy.com. No more lugging heavy bags and your pets will thrive on the optimal nutrition and great taste. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure 
it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I, I have friends, I have you as a friend, and I've known Bunny for a long, long time. Uh, Stephen Sills is my closest friend in, in uh, Bedford. Exactly. And uh, and I follow his, I follow what he's doing all the time. And I'm kind of jealous, actually. I get, I get envious of what you do because you're looking at beautiful furniture. You are looking at the best fabrics. You are installing in the most beautiful apartments and houses. And I, and I think, God, this is, this is something I would have liked to have done. I have to say there's in all these years, there's never been a day I didn't want to go to work, even when there are problems, right. because you learn how to solve the problem. And, yes. you know, it's not life and death and you just have to figure it out, but it is an exciting career to have. It is such an, and you travel too. All the time. So you branched out on your own, and was it fun from day one? Yes, it was. Yes. How many people worked with you? Well, I started in my apartment. I had I took my coordinator and my assistant, and so there were three of us in your and apartment. The, in my own apartment. And of course, I wasn't allowed to have a business in the apartment, but I didn't have an office. Right. And then um, we needed to expand, so we got to about seven fairly quickly, and I moved to Seventy Seventh Street, and then. Um, we grew when we had people in the closet and working everywhere. We moved to 61st Street, where I've been really for yeah, what, all time. Beautiful offices. Yeah. So you were they're fantastic office. So your vision for your business, what was it? What was the vision? The vision was to do residential interior design. Um, that's what I love to do. I'm not a commercial designer. Uh, I really love to work with people on their homes. That's my passion. I love the relationship with clients. And that was the the vision. And um, I always say that, you know, what, one thing leads to another. And as you know, I was designing things. I couldn't find, I, I say, I couldn't find little drinks tables. I think everybody, when you sit down in a chair, you need a little table next to you to right. put your coffee or your glass of wine. I hate being stranded without something. So I couldn't find these little tables. And I thought, well, I'm going to start designing some. And that was the beginning of, of Bunny your, Williams Home. Right. Buddy Williams Home. You go online and look at all the beautiful designs. I have one of your chairs in my in my summer house, the one with the ottoman. Yes, yes. That is such a beautiful chair. 
And uh, and I like to sit in it because I love putting my feet up. Yep, me too. And I don't like to sit too much. You know that. I know. I don't sit very much, but that chair is very comfortable. And the dogs love it. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> they like they. One can be on the ottoman, the Frenchies, right. and one yep. can be in the chair. Um, so what do you have? Three words that you can really describe your style. Oh, that's so it's hard. hard, right? It's very hard. Also, the other thing is interesting about what we do. I work on different things. I mean, I work on modern apartments. Right. I work on traditional houses. So I hope, in a funny way, I hate to say it, I would like somebody to not think it that I had done it. A lot of designers have one way. You walk in it, you know who did it. I'd like... I'd like people to walk in and first say, oh, isn't this a nice house? Or I like it or it feels good. And then worry about who decorated it. So no three words. It's eclectic. It's beautiful. It's gracious. It's comfortable. It's comfortable. comfortable. Bunny loves comfort. And also I like to make it work. Yeah. I mean, houses have to work. Where do you watch television? Where are you? What are you going to do in a room? You have to start thinking about that. What, what's right. this room for? And you designed for that. And I need a designer. <laughs> I don't. I don't. You have, don't sit still. Long I don't enough. have a television except in my kitchen. I sit on a stool. I was just with people from a television company this morning, Bunny, and uh, I said, "This is my only TV, and it's up high in my kitchen over my desk." And I sit on a stool to watch basketball games, whatever. Sure. And uh, they said, "You need to change." Yes. <laughs> And it's not good for guests either who want to come in and watch the watch the Yankees play or something. My husband loves old movies. So I finally, my niece's husband who moved into our guest house over COVID said, Bunny, like you, this is just archaic what you have. <laughs> so now we have a big television with surround sound. Oh, and great. John is thrilled because he never has to go to a movie house again. I bet he's thrilled. Do you find, where's the furthest that you have traveled to design a house? France. In France. Mm-hmm. And many times or? Several, a couple. Several a times. Couple. And what about England? No houses. I've never done a house no, in England. No, really? And no. Your, your style is so appropriate. But they have so many good designers. Yeah, I mean, okay. they don't need to. You yeah. know, it's funny enough, people say, oh, isn't that, are you working someplace? The hardest thing you have to do is work in a place that you're not familiar with because you have to find the tradespeople. You have to find the painters. You have to find the people to make things. Whereas if you know an area you know who they are. So half the time it's doing the research to find the good people to do what you... What's the largest house you ever worked on? Oh, huge. Huge. Where? I'm doing one now in Palm Beach. Um, Cincinnati, Ohio. Big houses. Big house. Midwest, big houses. What's the most memorable house you ever did that really you still think about in terms of of funnily uh, what enough, you did. Funnily enough, it was, I think you'll love this story. It was, it was a client. It was people who were very good friends of good clients and they loved their house. And they asked me to come and see their house. And would I help them on their house? And I went to what I have to say was the ugliest house I'd ever seen <laughs> in my life. I Uh-oh. mean, I can't even describe it. And they had built this house when they were young. It had a conversation pit in the middle of it. I mean, it was, I just didn't know what to do. And I, I, I was speechless. And I really thought I, th- I'm the wrong person for this house, completely the wrong person for this house. And I'm wandering around. They are the loveliest people in the world. I adored them, but I just couldn't get around this house. So I'm in a dining room and there's a wall of concealed doors. 
and he opened the concealed doors. And behind the concealed doors were the most extraordinary sets of china I have oh. ever seen. Oh. He had a full dinner service of tobacco, 18th century tobacco oh. leaf. He had another one that was just as beautiful. And I thought anybody who could buy this china and love this. Well, that's why they were talking to you, because they loved their friend's house. But they had to realize their house and my friend's house was like. Well, they did. Tough. That's why they called so, you. So anyway, <laughs> I finally, I said, you're going to have to make a few serious changes here. They were gulped and he did it. And the house was actually very interesting. Oh, nice. Uh, I had to really take a big step back. And so it's projects like that. That, that are in, that really, really interesting. And yeah. that you have to reach deep down about your creativity. You have a favorite client that you have. Which client have you done multiple projects for? I have done. Yes. I have a lot of clients. Who, like that. Yeah. Now yeah. it's, you know, I have one client that was my first client when I started my business. Um, I actually had to show them the first scheme in my apartment. I mean, and they're still with me. So I have, you know, you, you have a relationship that's really. I special. saw your Midwest client's house out in East Hampton. Right. And I love that house. You did such a beautiful job on that house because it was like Spanish outside, but inside so beautiful. Thanks. Yeah, I love that. It's really nice when you do walk into a room and you can tell who uh, designed it. Uh, and Bunny has a style that that because of the comfort, because of the the beauty and the nice placement of furniture, you kind of know it's Bunny Williams. And it's not, I'm not, um, I'm very fluid. You know, I like... As I say, I always want a room that you can add something tomorrow. You can bring a bouquet of flowers. If it's too severe, you feel like you don't even want to be in it. Right. And I love rooms that, of course, I'm a shopper like you are, so I'm always... Now, are you still shopping? Of course. You Martha. are all the time. Of for course. yourself? Well, you know, I shop for the businesses. I yeah. shop for my clients, right. and I shop for Bunny Williams Home. And But, you know, you can't not... And what do you what do you keep for yourself? I keep the things that I just can't live without. I mean, I just I just went to a tag. I go to tag sales. Oh yes, and uh, and I just went to a tag sale in Connecticut where I found right before Easter, um, I saw on the floor a bunch of little bunny rabbits, um, some wooden right. ones and That's some right. metal ones. But in the middle of them was this green rabbit, and it was jade. Oh wow! And it weighed about fifty pounds. I could wow. hardly pick wow. it up. Wow. It looks like old Chinese. Wow, sure. And I bought it, you know, for nothing. I know. And I had to keep it. I had, I oh, have sure. to, I had to have that for Easter. Well, it's, but I'm always finding things oh, like that. And that's the most fun, I think. Also, you train your eye because if you if you really know what you're looking at, you will spot that. Yeah. And people say, "Oh, I don't know what to look at." I said, "There's always something here, but you've got to train your eye." Yeah. Do your customers shop with you? Do you go on some, buying trips? Some. We and, go on buying trips. Yeah. See, I don't. I've never wor worked with a decorator on my own. Of course, you know, at in my company, we've sure. done so many projects, decorating projects, and Kevin Kevin trained trained a, a sister parish, um, and talks about it all the time. That's he right. really loved that that job. Uh, everybody does. Everybody who worked there loves that that woman. Uh -huh. Really, character amazing. But um, but so so. You know, I know I've made terrible mistakes, and I know when designer friends come in my house, I think, I think, ah, what's going on here? But, uh, but it's my home, yes. you know, and and I and I feel like because I am a a lifestyle expert, yes, I should know what I'm doing. But I I I know the problem. You know a lot. I do. You know a lot. <laughs> 
What kind of design challenge do you like the most? Um, you know what's fun? People, some some designers hate this. I think it's really interesting when a client comes to you and they have a lot of wonderful, or a lot of things, some good, some not so good, because I think it makes the space more interesting mm-hmm. than if you just go out and buy absolutely everything for a space. So sometimes I find that kind of a challenge and fun. Well, that reminds me of what Bunny Williams did at the New York Armory and the Park Avenue Armory for the New York Antique Show. Bunny Williams created a booth that was extremely controversial. Describe it. Well, I, you know, again, I like to be out of the box. A surprise. You like to surprise. I like a surprise. And I thought the Winter Antique Show, which I love, is very serious and very, you know, you walk through. It's it's a state thing. And they high and expensive. So I was um, one of the honorary chairs and along with Stephen and Alex Papagastides. And they asked us to do a little vignette. And I thought, my office sat me down. They said, I said, okay, what are we going to do? And I went through a lot of things in my brain. And I don't know what came up. And I, it was, to me, the most opposite of the Winter Antique Show. And I said, I want to make a barn. I want to get old barn siding. I want straw, hay bales. And there I were want, hay bales to sit on. And I said, <laughs> I want beautiful furniture seen in a different way. Right. Because, I mean, in the middle of it was a, you know, American racamier. Uh, just because I think you looked at it. And I can tell you, everybody looked at that booth. Did everything sell? Uh, we sold a lot, yeah. but people just stopped and No, looked. I loved it. I thought it was such a nice juxtaposition right. to everything else that was at the show. <laughs> and uh, and I walked around, and sometimes I buy things at that show, and this year I bought the big eagle. Yeah, beautiful. That beautiful eagle, which I'm going to put in the center of my stable oh, courtyard. Oh, beautiful. And I had to take out a big round mill, millstone, yes. right. that uh, my contractor put there because it's curved and the eagle can't sit on it. So I have to take that out. Wow. I can use it someplace sure. else. But um, it's so beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. And, and you see treasures at these shows. And then to see Bunny's treasures within <laughs> a different, different context was so interesting. <laughs> really, I thought, it was, I thought it was great. And um, so you also are an, a phenomenal gardener yourself. And you have built uh, a, a pavilion at your beautiful swimming pool uh, you have built gardens around it. There, your whole woodland in Connecticut. Describe your Connecticut house. Well, the house is a typical New England. It was a federal, probably the earliest part of the house is 18th century. The The main part of the house is about um, 1860. And it sits up on a knoll. It's right next to the little town of Falls Village. And I bought it. 40 years ago. And How much? It, How much did it cost? $110,000. Isn't that great? I had no money. And my husband and I scraped together. How many amount. acres? Uh, well, when I bought it, it had um, about 10. I now have 22 because I've bought continuous yeah. pieces of property. And, um, and I bought it because I wanted a garden. I mean, we were renting a wonderful house. And I said, I'm tired of putting something in somebody else's property, I want a garden. And Bunny's very much like I am, just really loves the loves nature. Yes. And you have beautiful plants. Oh, my gosh, I love your lilacs and uh, and your hedges. And yeah. it's, it's, a, it's an addiction, you know, and you it's a life, again, like anything you do, it, it's a learning process. I mean, I think of what I didn't know when I started out, which was about 
I probably nothing. And I've learned and you, it's a wonderful thing to be. And funny isn't funny without John Roselli, too. My wonderful because husband. Her wonderful husband who, and they worked together in triage, which well, was a. I knew John. I met John first when I was about 24. I was working at Power Shadley and I went into his shop. And, and was it called triage then? No, no, this was John Roselli. Oh, okay. I mean, John triage was, yes. he had his own business for years. And, you know, we were friends. I would buy there. And I always say our romance started because one spring I went in and we were talking. I said, you know, I've never been to the Chelsea Flower Show. And he said, well, neither have I. Let's go. I was married at the time, which I probably shouldn't say on a podcast, but anyway. <laughs> and John and I went off to the Chelsea oh, Flower Show together. and had, I just had the best time with this man. Absolutely. And that's where we got the idea to open the shop triage, okay. which was a garden shop. And nobody in those days had a garden shop. Oh, gosh. And I've, I bought stuff I know. There. You were a wonderful supporter. I love that store so much. And uh, I, I, too, love garden antiques yeah. and, uh, and objects that yes. are useful in the garden. And you found beautiful things. The thing about objects outside, don't you find it, it draws your eye to something? Oh, it does. And it, I always say it's the animate, inanimate, and the animate. And all of a sudden, an urn or something draws your eye, and then you might say, look at all the scylla, look at the things blooming around right. it. And it's just something to catch your yeah, eye. Even structures, too, totally. like, oh, like totally. beautiful uh, pergolas and yeah. things that are very important in a garden. Yes. I put two bird baths outside my kitchen. Uh, they're not really bird, they were bird baths, I guess, but they, they're old painted galvanized uh, bird baths. And I watched birds drinking all, all the, day all long, the and it made such a difference in that garden because life came. I and had loved, for years, loved birdhouses, and I would buy them because nobody else wanted them, and I just loved them. And I had this collection, and so I've taken the last piece of my property, and I've created Birdhouse Village. Oh, how And nice. I have about 30 birdhouses up and, on And different, different all, uh, species? All the birdhouses are all different. They're no two are alike. They're all antique ones. And I've planted it with shrubs and things to attract the birds. And finally, last year, I found the water feature. So they now have a big, oh, I found it at Artifacts, this big sort of industrial bowl so the birds can have some water. Oh, it's, that's see, that's such a nice use of a, of a piece of property. Yes. It is so great. And how did how did John influence your business? Did he did he? Uh, I mean, you both of you sh looking at stuff well, together. Well, we we you know we were John and I are like bookends. I mean, I influence him. He influence he he really actually doesn't like decorating. He likes things. He loves the furniture, the right. accessories, the blue and white. And uh, when we've done our own homes, I would show him things, and he'd say, "I hate it all." And I said, "What do you mean?" And he said. Well, I really don't like decorating. I like sisal <laughs> carpet, white walls, and all my pictures all and things. And beautiful things. Uh, and while you've been decorating, you have also written an extraordinary bunch of books, uh, starting with Love Affairs with Houses the First. Yes. And that is a beautiful, beautiful book. So those are some of your projects. Yes. Well, a Love Affair with House was on my house in the country. Okay, that was that. And okay. then there have been books on the projects and are now in the midst of writing I never. I swore I wasn't going to write another book. Oh but, yes, you have to. So I'm doing another one. Now. On. It's on the garden. It's on entertaining. It's on um, history. A little bit of, I don't know. It's just a scrapbook of lots of ideas. How nice! And uh, Bunny has also written a book called A House by the Sea. No, right. 
Which house was that? That was the house that we had in the Dominican Republic. Oh, talk about that, because I go there quite often. I have a very good friend who has a house there, and I go down there, and people say, oh, yes, Bunny did this, and Bunny did that. Well, we were very close friends of Oscar De Laurentiis, and when he bought this, they, he wanted to develop this property. It's called Putacana. Yes. And we used to go there when there was nothing. There was no golf course. There was nothing. And we loved it. I loved the kind of simplicity of it. And we would go there once a year and Oscar said, oh, well, you know, why don't you buy property? And it was funny. John was had a, had had a big house in New Jersey that he'd inherited from his family and he was selling it. And he said, well, why don't we build a house down here? And then I have a place to put all my furniture. Uh-huh. So anyway, it was great fun. And we built a beautiful house and created a garden. But then Oscar died. And, and then, uh, then, then we, we sold it. We had it for yeah, about 16 years. You did. And Do you miss it at all down there? No. No. You know what? I It was going to the same place. I'm really not a resort person. Yeah. And there wasn't enough to do. There wasn't, they didn't make a lot of things and we were running a it's hotel. It's great for a week or two, yes. but I agree with you. It's it's hard to go to the same place. Yes. This is Neros's have a beautiful house. We just right. worked there at her, at her house. And, right. And, um, and the beaches are gorgeous. And right. Dominique Bluthorn is sure. my friend. She's, sure. her father sure. built that place she in did. the first place. They, they did the whole thing. Yeah. It was so, and I like to hear those stories. Right. It's, it's very extraordinary. Martha Stewart here. As a devoted pet parent and culinary expert, I ensure my cats and dogs are fed the finest nutrition. My premium pet food features air-dried protein inclusion, whole fruits and vegetables, and never any fillers. Martha Stewart pet food formulas make it so easy to satisfy the dietary needs and taste preferences of your pets. Now all six delicious formulas are 50% off. And there's convenient home delivery on Chewy.com. No more lugging heavy bags and your pets will thrive on the optimal nutrition and great taste. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots. 
the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bunny um, has also written Bunny Williams' Scrapbook for Living mm-hmm. and Bunny Williams' Point of View and On Garden Style. So now you're doing a, another gardening-oriented book. Probably more gardens. Yeah. Tabletop and is there lifestyle. A, is there a, a period in landscape architecture that appeals to you more than any other? You know what's so interesting? I think, again, like everything, it evolves. I'm certainly influenced by... English gardens. I, when I first went to Sissinghurst, I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. And I'm, I love the, I love the sense of garden rooms. I love the sense of the spaces that you create because you can't, you can't take it all in at one time, but then you get pretty inspired by looking at the new things of um, P. Dudolph. I mean, I just got his new book and I was just dying. But again, it's a different kind of property. I don't know know where he finds all those plants. Plants. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I just was overwhelmed by it. But it's sort of like, okay, how do I... It's, again, like anything, I think you have to examine what you have to work with. Have you met Uldorf? No, I haven't. He's prickly. I I heard that. Oh, he's prickly. prickly. Uh, He was the speaker in in Mount Desert Island two years ago at my my church. I have an event for the Beatrix Ferran Society, and and he was the speaker, and he was fantastic. And then I asked him a question, and he was so prickly. (laughs) But but he's a genius in terms of the landscape. So you get, you know, you get inspired, and I think we all think about our gardens in a different way because of the environment. I mean, we have no water. It's too hot. I mean, it's it's changing. And yeah. anybody who doesn't want to deal with it, go out and garden for two years. So and, how are you dealing with the drought? We are we're experiencing oh, we, the drought. Oh, we are. I have, mean, do you have irrigation? We have irrigation. Um, I mean, I, I have wells. Yeah. And I'm trying to really examine. I want to contain water that I can if it would only rain. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking of, you know, more troughs. And I was even going to go down to Tractor Supply and buy one of those big oh, metal those things. Oh, they're to, great. Those and just great. put them out to to save water yeah. because, um, and I think we're going to cut down on the amount of containers we mm-hmm. have because uh, that takes a lot of water. It does, it does. Um, and I'm letting, I, I have very little lawn. Yeah, I, I'm trying to get rid of all grass yes. uh, in the modern way, and except for one soccer lawn for yes. my grandson. You need something. <laughs> and, uh, and the rest of it, I really want to just plant with, mm-hmm. uh, with things that will survive sure. even, even a, a dry summer because the spring has been so dry in our oh, area. And, uh, and yet Bunny's garden is beautiful and my garden is beautiful, beautiful right now because, right. Uh, because we know sort of what we're doing. But also you anticipate the future. This yeah. is what we have to think about. Yeah. And all these beautiful trees, I mean, they can't go without water. water. No, they cannot. The big ones especially. And also we're having the, you know, that's why we have all the, the tent caterpillars and, and all of the deforestation with, with uh, bugs and things because there's Ash not, tree. The ash, ash, ash tree green borer, the emerald borer. We had to cut down four. Well, 
I did 400. And now I have beautiful wood. I know, I know. <laughs> what am I going to do with all that wood? But um, it is, it's really something. But but um, what talk about your pool house, because that broke all rules. That is one of the most beautiful structures and probably one of the most copied things that you've built. You know, it's funny. We John and I were in we were shopping for triage in South France and we didn't have a swimming pool. And John said, I'd love to have a swimming pool. You know, in Connecticut, you swim for maybe two and a half months. So I did not want the swimming pool next to my house because I didn't want to look at a big empty pool. So we were shopping and we found these beautiful stones that had come from a basson. And I put it up on the hill in past the apple orchard. So you sent them all over from France, those stones? Oh, the, the beautiful, east, the the coping around Bunny's pool is memorable. It, but anyway, I put it up on the hill, but I needed a bathroom and a little kitchen because it's far from the house. Right. And, and a I, place to sit in and the shade. Because yeah. I don't like to sit in the sun. And I started thinking about it. And Falls Village has a lot of Greek revival architecture. Uh, we own a guest house. It's got beautiful columns on it. And because it uh, you know, it's right adjacent to the woods. I thought, wouldn't it be great if it looked like the logs came out and made a temple, made a Greek revival building? Mm. And that's what it looks like because it's, oh, yeah. it's, and I had a friend give me the proportions of classical Greek temple. And so we built it. And it worked. And the columns are tree trunks. Yes. The whole thing is trees. Oh, yeah. It's very beautiful. And the freeze is pine cones. Very, yeah. It's very, very beautiful. Uh, so Bunny works at home as well as on other people's properties, but I think I think you'll always do that. You'll always keep evolving and and uh, and building and growing. I don't do landscape for other people. Yeah. Oh, you don't. Okay, no, just for no. yourself. Oh no, I said this too. Carpet never gets mildew. The chairs don't die. <laughs> so I'll just stick to doing it for myself. So um, on another subject, your philanthropy, because that. Trade Secrets is a show that is held every year in May uh, where all the great, great plant growers come together and antique dealers, too, come together and uh, set up uh, somewhere. For years, it was at that beautiful farm in uh, in Sharon. The first two years were at our house in in Boston. Oh, I I didn't know about it I started it with Naomi Blumenthal and Debbie Munson, who were working in my garden with me. And I always say it was a long, cold winter. And I said, we have all these plants. We should have a plant sale. And um, I said, why don't we have a nice sale? Then we thought, well, we'll add the antiques to it. And then we thought, well, we'll do this, this, and the other. And Naomi was on the, um, in those days, WES, which was what it was really called, which was Women's Support Service, literally just had a hotline. And I said, well, let's just give the money to them. I mean, we never thought this would be a success. And the first year, we had about 350 people. The second year, still on my property, we had almost 600. Oh. It snowed on May 16th. It, it oh snowed. My <laughs> and people were stuck. We don't have parking. And I said, we've outgrown this property. So then we moved to another place, and then Elaine LaRoche. A la- a la- oh, yes. Uh, the LaRoche property in Sharon. Yes. Up on a hill, a giant farm. Where how many several thousand people? Well, we now were had attending. last year. Last year we had to move it. Elaine died, unfortunately. I didn't. Oh, I didn't know that. Elaine died, oh, I and her. I adored her, and um, she had been so generous. But um, the girls didn't 
they're running it as a, a wedding center oh. and they, her daughter, and they really was, and, she, and Elaine had said to me before she pa- passed away that it was really the last year at Lion Rock. And so oh. we had to move. And, but I, Hillside Nursery, I mean, uh, I bought. You and I fight over uh, Hillside Nursery. <laughs> we do. We, we want the species peonies yes. and we want the epimediums and, and, and the epimedium lady. I know. Oh, but you know, it's, that's the thing that's amazing about trade secrets. This is 21 years later. Last year we had, you know, 1,800 people come and we've moved to Lime Rock Racetrack, which is actually better. They have hard parking for the cars. You won't get stuck in the mud. They have, you know, I hate to say bathroom facilities. I mean, they're set up to (laughs) deal. No, no, really, truly. And we are making a big effort to make it beautiful. And there's a lunch tent where you can have a delicious lunch or coffee in the morning. And I try to get there at 5 a.m. So that I'm first in line. (laughs) And uh, actually, I'm going to try to come this year. I I don't know what time my my granddaughter's recital is yet. But I I hate to miss that because, uh, and and those of you who are interested in rare plants, really beautiful rare plants for your garden, you will find them in one place at Trade Secrets. And uh, I'm always astonished at the at the variety of yes. plants that one can buy, uh, from house plants like orchids, oh, totally. uh, incredible orchids, the, the tropical plants, yes. orchids, topiaries. Oh, and but the then, people from the people from uh, Great Barrington oh, yes. with their beautiful shrubberies. And, oh, and uh, it's an it's broken amazing. arrow yes, nursery broken has arrow. amazing rare and, things. And then you have uh, our our pot man, the man who makes our our beautiful pots for us for the. And you have fabulous antique dealers. I mean, yes. Withington World Wells Artifacts. Um, they all come, and there, we have new dealers this year. The other thing about trade secrets that I think is a phenomenal, the the only reason it's been a success all of these years is the volunteers. They have over 250 people who sign up to volunteer to cart your things to your car. Yeah, you buy, You let me describe how you buy, because you buy your plants and you pay for them and they put them in a little grouping on the on the grass and they put a ribbon around yours and your number. You, you start with zero, zero and you go all the way up to what, 1,000 I'm number something. one and Martha's number two. Right. <laughs> and then... Uh, then those volunteers lug all that stuff in wheelbarrows and carts over to the parking area where they're put in big groupings. My grouping is really big because I have to have two trucks because I buy so much stuff. It is, it's an incredible operation. And, uh, and I do, I do, uh, I do applaud those volunteers. People have tried to do it to, and they can't because they've never been able to, I said, it takes 200 people to put this on. Yes, it does. And, and you can't pay for that. You can't hire an event planner to no, do it this. It has to be volunteers. And they are, the community is dedicated yeah. to so it. So how much money do you, do, do you raise for the charity? Um, a lot. A lot. Okay. Well, that I and it looks like it. It looks like a lot. And the and I have I have bought so much stuff at that show. You know what's interesting? Inca- about, antiques too. Oh, yeah. I feel lucky that I've had a few good ideas. That being one. <laughs> and my other thing that is growing that I'm very excited about is charity for our local animal shelter. And you know, of dogs oh, and cats course. as much as I do. And we have a a dog show that I started in New York. Kitty Hawks and I came up with this idea. And it's called the Great Country Mutt Show, and it's only it's only, only for, for mutts. mutts. Okay. And we have 
my favorite class is the best lap dog over 40 pounds. <laughs> and we have a chair and the dog has to jump in the lap. Oh. But it's growing too. And hopefully. What is that? I haven't come. It's in June. Oh, um, I'm going to come. It is hysterical. Because I love dogs so I know much. you do. And, you uh, have very fancy dogs. No, they're not. They're <laughs> chow chows and they're Frenchies, one but they are very friendly. Oh, they I will, are. I will not bring them because yep. they will they will jump in that chair. Oh, they're so <laughs> cute. Well, you should bring one. We had a cat that came to our barn and oh. then just stayed. No, stayed and then just disappeared one oh. day. And that's heartbreaking because yes, I want is. a bar barn. Well, we Blackie came to our barn, our greenhouse. Yes. And Blackie has stayed. Wow. He's now been there for at least six years. So you see, Bunny and I can talk and talk and talk and talk. We have so many uh, incredible, great experiences that, that are comparable in, in a no funny question. way. But um, to uh, find out more about Bunny Williams, you can visit her website at bunnywilliamshome.com. And of course, follow her on Instagram at bunnies underscore I. And to learn more about Trade Secrets, please visit the website Trade Secrets, capital C, dash T, capital T, dot com. Bunny, thank you so much for making time out of your very busy schedule to come in and talk to all our listeners. I'm sure they're going to enjoy this so very much. Well, I love talking to you, Martha. Oh, so thank you. It's always, we could go on for hours uh, and hours. Yes. But I'm sort of glad that your uh, granddaughter's having her recital because I won't miss, I hope I'll get some more plans. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> there are going to be plenty of plans. Yes, exactly. Martha Stewart here. As a devoted pet parent and culinary expert, I ensure my cats and dogs are fed the finest nutrition. My premium pet food features air-dried protein inclusion, whole fruits and vegetables, and never any fillers. Martha Stewart pet food formulas make it so easy to satisfy the dietary needs and taste preferences of your pets. Now all six delicious formulas are 50% off. And there's convenient home delivery on Chewy.com. No more lugging heavy bags and your pets will thrive on the optimal nutrition and great taste. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.